Hey, this is Daniel, and uh, you're listening to Late Pass. How you guys doing? Uh, it's been a while, two weeks, since the last episode. Uh, damn, yeah, sorry I wasn't able to give you a new episode last week. Uh, madness, as always. If this is your first time here, hello. Late Pass is a podcast where I sit down and chat to some really awesome people about their lives, careers, and relationships with pop culture. It always seems like I'm chasing pop culture, and uh, we like to focus here on the pop culture you've caught up with or ignored or missed out on and why. So yeah, uh, this is a lot more energetic than my last intro. I was way dog-tired the last time. Shit, I can't even remember what brought it around, but it's a lot of running back and forth. Um, yeah, just another couple of mad couple of weeks. It seems like nothing's really happened. Um, just back to looking for work, but, I mean, I went to Amsterdam, which was beautiful, uh, like, you know, I, I ate pancakes, oh my god, like, they do pancakes with bacon, you'll notice that, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, whenever I talk about visiting places, I usually just start talking about the food, but the food is amazing, so when I'm with my sister, um, the weather was beautiful, and they are just absolutely mad for, um, their football team at the moment because obviously the World Cup's going and they kind of pulled through at the last moment uh, tonight against Mexico. Sorry to todos mis mexicanos, but like, you know, I like they are mad for it. It's literally orange everywhere. It's just absolutely beautiful. And you know what? If you're picking a time to go to Amsterdam, go now because the weather may be good. The pancakes are great and people are going to be happy when they win the World Cup. So yeah, I'd recommend that. Yeah, I was just back and forth between Glasgow and yeah, between Glasgow and England again. It was just it was just the same usual madness. Um, I had a piece that I wrote for Thump that went online that I really think you guys should check out. I actually wrote it about the Glasgow School of Art, um, which as as if you don't know, um, the building designed by Charles Rennie Mackintosh in the Glasgow School of Art uh, went on fire. And it's uh, it completely destroyed, I think, the, the west wing of the building, uh, as well as the library. And it's a priceless building. It's such an incredible building. as a Glaswegian. It's very close to me. And I ended up going to the uh, degree show. Um, usually in the Glasgow School of Art, whenever they have the degree show, they'll have a block party outside, which has, like, usually some of the guys from Optimo, this, uh, you know, very big club night that's come out of Glasgow and toured the world. But um, because of the ongoing repairs that weren't able to have it out in the street so they uh, moved it indoors and I went and wrote about that um, if you go to Thump which is like one of the Vice websites you can read that also interviewed Deep Creep which is a new band uh, out of Seattle in the United States of America with ex-members of the Murder City Dolls uh, Murder City Devils even um, Pretty Girls Make Graves and uh, the cute lepers, you should definitely check it out. So go to Clash Music online, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad that some of you guys are checking us out. Thank you so much. Um, please go back, rate, subscribe on iTunes. You know, check us out on Stitcher. I'll throw that link up again. I need to remember to throw links up, and uh, please follow us on on Tumblr. Uh, follow me on Twitter as well. I'm still tired. Follow me on Twitter. I'm da- at Daniel Mondon. Follow us on the Tumblr, which is late past. Let's try that again. Late past podcast. Tumblr. Com. 
uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I changed my handle. I'm at Late Pass Podcast. Just lots of selfies and random stuff. Uh, not not random like I'm trying to sound cool, but you know selfies. And um, yeah, please check us out. The support we, I'm really happy. Any support, anyone that listens, thank you. But please uh, give us that little bit extra. Rate, subscribe on iTunes, all that shit. RT RT RT. Um, so this week I've got, uh, Megan Lavelle, who is one of my favorite people on Twitter. She's just the raddest. Um, she goes under the name Sailor Swayze. That's, uh, Swayze, like S-W-A-Z-E. I I can't remember if that's how Patrick Swayze had it. Anyway, she's just the raddest. And, uh, I talked to her a little while back. Um, she's a great artist. Uh, she has a new comic out online called Tagged that is definitely worth checking out shows that she also has the promise to become a great storyteller. There's a uh, there's a lot of wrestling talk in this one, but I think there's also a lot of art talk about the process, and she's just utterly charming to talk to. Um, that being said, if you're listening to this on the Sunday I'm recording this, and you're trying to kill time before the WWE pay-per-view starts, you've got far worse places you could go. So, uh, yeah. Let's just go straight into it. Uh, episode 9. Shit. Way past episode 9. Let's go. Once again, sitting about kicking about in my room as per usual uh laptop and microphone and i'm uh talking over skype to megan lavelle i'm wondering am i pronouncing that right it, it's level it's fine it's level yeah megan level how you doing i'm good i'm fine where am i calling you from uh i it's berea kentucky uh, i just got off uh mm-hmm. school so i'm back at my parents house rad rad i came across your stuff just through just through Twitter, actually. Well, funnily enough, if, for those who don't know about wrestling, I actually came across your stuff through the wrestler Biggie Langston's Twitter account. How how did how did that happen again? I'm I'm trying to trace it. It was it was a bit of art that you drawn. Yeah. Um. I had. I was like, you know, I do a lot of wrestling fan art, so I drawn uh all the wrestlers like gender bent, so like they're like males, females, and it just sort of like a thing and Biggie had seen his and he retweeted it and gave me credit or something and I was like oh thanks for you know he's paying attention or I don't know you know just like whatever and then he made it his icon on Twitter and I made him another drawing because I was like I don't want him to use that drawing it's not a very good drawing and so um uh and then about a week later he just made a tweet out of the blue like oh go follow Sailor Spoozy she's cool she makes me art and so since then, we've been, like, you know, back-to-back back on Twitter. I'll draw him, he'll make it as, like, whatever, and so... Uh, that's basically what happened. I don't know how it happened exactly, it just did. And it's really, really rad, because, um, I, th- I think, like, that's how I first discovered you, and I imagine a lot of people just through Twitter discovered you, but then it kind of opens up, and you do quite a lot of art yourself, and in, in 2014, you've started, like, your own comic strip. 
Mm-hmm. But like comic strip would it's it's like an online comic. It's called Tagged, I believe. Yeah, I just yeah. You know, go ahead. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what got your interest? Like, have you always been doing kind of because the the characters you kind of draw, they're almost sort of. I'm reminded almost kind of like of, uh, Sailor Moon characters when I look at them. Yeah, drawing like, like a very particular kind of way, very expressive eyes, you know. How, how did you get into drawing? Like, as, since I was a kid, I was always, like, the kid who drew, and that was always my thing. And so, when, about when I was about uh, 10 or 11, you know, DeviantArt was a thing, I was, like, a member of a few old, like, Sailor Moon uh, fan sites that, you know, you host your art and stuff, yeah. and then DeviantArt happened, and so, yeah, I was, a, like, a preteen on DeviantArt. I was doing stuff on DeviantArt, as most, like, young artists did, and Tumblr came around, and I started posting art on Tumblr. It was all fine and good, and then mm-hmm. I did a few things that got pretty popular, and so I've just been sort of growing popularity since uh, about two years ago, I feel. It just has all been building up since then. I've been doing stuff online since I was pretty young, and I've always been drawing, so. Did you ever have a Zanga? Hey, no, I never had a Zanga. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I can never find anyone, because I've been having these conversations with people and there's a i feel very old because i tell them like oh yeah i had a live journal well i had a live journal live journal too um yes yeah i never had to think i i know of it i remember it but i didn't i did not have one so you've been drawn for a while and i I guess like the the one part that we've also seen is the tangled i think is that your first attempt at a webcomic or has there been other attempts Oh, no, I've never done anything like this. Uh, I just decided, well, you know, uh, I'd like to be a cartoonist or whatever, so I was like, well, yeah, gotta start somewhere, so it was just sort of like, I have this idea, I've been thinking about it for about a year now, like a solid year of planning, so I was like, well, you know, sink or swim, I can't, you know, wait around forever, so I'm gonna, like, put this out there, see what happens, and, you know, sort of like an experiment, because I've never, like, actually done a comic before, more so than, like, in notebooks as in, like, middle school, but otherwise, you know, it's the first, like, hard attempt at doing something like that. So what what kind of stuff were you reading or what kind of were the inspirations that made you want to be a cartoonist? Well, like, you know, I had a huge anime and manga f- phase as, like, a kid, and so I read a lot of manga. So that was my first, like, forte into comics. I, like, uh, but before then, I'd always liked cartoons and stuff, and I, when I was super little, I wanted to be an animator for, like, Disney. But for some reason, yeah. I just, like, was like, no, nah, I don't want to be an animator, that seems too hard. You gotta draw all those pictures, I don't know, for some reason. <laughs> like, that was my, like, uh, justification, I was like, I don't know. I just started reading a lot of comics. I, and then during the, you know, manga phase, he was like, I want to draw manga, which is dumb, but, <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah. Well, once I got older, I got I read like actual you know other comics, and I was like, oh, I like comics. And there's like this huge online sort of community for comic makers and stuff. And I was like, I sort of fit into here, and I like it. So, and here I am. So I'm gonna roll with this. So this is why I like actually for a while. Um, in high school, I had completely like gone the opposite, and I decided, oh, I don't want to be a cartoonist or anything. I wanted to major really? in. F- I wanted to major in film and be a filmmaker. What kind of brought around that that change? Well, Biggie probably. Um, 
like, I got popular, and then all of a sudden, the Biggie thing happened, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should roll with this. It's a bit more successful, because I've never, like, done anything film-wise. I just love film, but now I have uh, uh, this comic thing going, and I like it way more, and it's happening. It's happening, so I might as well just roll with it. Yeah. Was it to direct, or, or or you wanted to make short films kind of off the back of it? Well, I, I really wanted to... I was a huge film buff, and I still am, but I just wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to be a director. I, I mean, there was just, like, this phase where I would get all these books about film, and I would read all about film, and I knew everything about film, and it was good and all good. I still hadn't, like, lost love of drawing. I still drew all the time, but I was like, no, I'm going to focus on this. And then the drawing thing happened for me finally. It, it like dropped out of love of it because I uh, was like, well, I'm not becoming very popular. I never have been. So I think I like this film thing. But once I became popular drawing wise, I was like, no, I can, can definitely do this. <laughs> this is uh, the better yeah. bet. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I had to like pick or choose and it was really hard. It just sort of happened and I was completely fine with it. It just came naturally. Has, has it opened up like a bunch of opportunities now? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it just absolutely opens up a bunch of opportunities i can't like i don't think i can name a bunch but like uh i can assure you that like just okay, i get okay and not that i can't name them i just like uh they never really formed anything but like yeah. but you but like sh sh st stuff's happening off, off the back stuff's happening a lot of it yeah but like it definitely stuff started happening and i was like well nothing ever happened with film i just like film so i better go with the thing that stuff's actually happening for obviously I have to really randomly jump to this, um, cause I, cause I was thinking about this the other day. Best WWE Studios movie. Oh my god. Um. Oh, that's actually I've I watched them a lot of them. Um, just like I decided to marathon them for some reason. Oh Lord, darn. Is does the new WWE Scooby Doo movie count? I think it is, <laughs> because that was great. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was absolutely great. Triple H. Play, Santino, Sin Cara, AJ Lee, and Mr. McMahon. Welcome to WrestleMania. Team up with a dog who puts the smack in SmackDown. I I'm obsessed with the idea of it because it just sounds so totally insane. It worked so well. I love cartoon. I love like kitty cartoons and stuff. So I was super into it. And otherwise, I'm trying to think of the actual films because I watched like the. I didn't even watch all of the first Marine. I watched like uh, Bending the Rules. I watched uh, There's No Hold Barred. Uh, no. Oh, Walk Walk and Tell's the bomb. Walk and Tell's amazing. No, I'm gonna go with Scooby Doo because all the other ones are very tedious. Okay. okay. <laughs> Intriguing. Yeah. They're doing the weird thing now where it's not just even the films. They don't even need to really have people that work for their company. They're just bankrolling films now which is weird yeah yeah it's like this odd change yeah, i don't know i like it i i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh, well to to be fair i I'd, I'd love them to do like legal dramas and just like drop david otonga into mm -hmm. we were talking beforehand about your lay pass and it's interesting because so much of what we've seen of your art online and what you do online comes from this topic and it's uh your late pass is actually pro wrestling. Yeah. What had happened was uh, out of nowhere, like last year, like around this time last year, it's been a little over a year, um, I was sort of like, 
I had some friends who were into wrestling, and I was like, you know, this looks super appealing. <laughs> Could you tell me more about this? Did, did, did you ever have a sort of... Did, did you grow up with it around you, or was it something that you kind of ignored or pushed to the side? It was definitely around me because I grew up in a public school in Kentucky, and that's just sort of like hick wrestling central. It's, you know, all around you, especially like growing up in elementary school and stuff, because kids love that. And I had always, yeah. I had like an aunt, my babysitter slash aunt who had watched it and stuff, and so I knew a little bit about it when I was super young. And I had like cousins who liked it and stuff, but yeah, I push. I didn't like push it away. I just ignored it. It just was never presented to me. Um, being a small girl child, and my family didn't like care about it. My brother had friends who liked it, so he liked it a little bit, but he never was into it. And um, my family didn't watch it. My family didn't care. So I just never like it. Never crossed my mind as something I could get into. It never like even entered into my consciousness in that sort of way, where like oh I could get into this. It just never came about. But last year, my senior year of high school, I was just like oh could you tell me more about this? And it absolutely immediately clicked. Like it was like that one thing in your life that you knew that you you. It just was something that was like missing. It had all the elements of everything I'd ever wanted. It like performance drama, which I loved. I loved drama and theater. And then I had like just cartoony like characters and stuff. And it just had like, it was so, it was full of art and I loved it. I loved it. So it immediately clicked and I was immediately just super obsessed with it. I loved it. What was it, the, f the first thing that you got introduced to? I started watching right before last WrestleMania uh, 29, or yeah. And so stuff was going on, CM Punk was, you know, going against The Undertaker, and... The Undertaker, yeah. Mm-hmm, and then, um, Team Hell No was having oh. its heyday, which was super... Against Ziggler and Biggie. Ziggler and Biggie, and then, uh, just everything was in place for me to, like, super get into it, because those were all my favorite things. I loved it. Um, did, did you feel any way about Cena Rock? Um, no, 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 not even, not even as someone who's getting so into it. Well, like, I was like, I don't know, because even when just getting into it with, like, virginized to the whole ordeal, I was like, nah, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. I was like, every other match seemed super more, I was pumped for, so. Was it, was it kind of like, oh, the, the personalities are so huge, and. But the, it's because it's a weird thing for, for me to explain how exactly it ticks to other people that, that aren't familiar with it because it's a mishmash of everything yeah. else. Yeah, um, it's like I when I approached it, I did it with such like a weird like mind about it because I was like, this is performance art. Like this is because I had been in like drama for five years sort of okay. thing. Like I had always taken drama. So I was really big into drama. Okay. And I was like, this is performance art. This is beautiful like i was looking at it like it was because i was like this is insane that nobody's like paying attention to this because this is insane and like this this is something that only is supposed to appeal to, like rednecks and like unintellectual types but it is so like mm. layers and layers and layers of like uh story building and stuff and i was like why is no one like aware of this why wasn't i aware of this what's going on you know so I was like, oh my god. So so I immediately looked at it like that way. And I try to explain it to people like that way 
if they want to know if I like I'm confident that they will get it if I explain to them that way and then other people will just be like look they're cute guys get into this come on yeah it's it's it you're right it can work on so many layers mm. I used to find it quite daunting like I couldn't find it really accessible and that and that's cool that you can have had like an endpoint and also that it that it started influencing what you were doing online with your own art i mean was it was it fairly immediate oh yeah actually because i was just like well i'm into whenever i get into something i just immediately start drawing art for it that's just what you know you do and so i was like i'm immediately gonna start drawing you know team hell no art or something and like i remember like one of the first drawings I did got super popular, especially within the community, because I think yeah. that's something that's also what has done it for me, is that the wrestling community online is just so, like, tight-knit, and, like, if something gets out, everybody knows about it. Like, my drawings got out, and it was, like, on every forum, and every Reddit, you know, on every this, that, and the other, and so that's what does it. You know, if you find a little niche audience like that, and they're super die-hard about it, then you're gonna get, you know recognition so that's super cool um I've, I've i've always wondered about it like what what's it like to kind of have something you you've created blow up on a sort of internet scale where you know it goes from reddit to tumblr to twitter it just it just bursts like so quickly what what's going through your mind when that happens it's like uh it's kind of weird because it always happens so fast that like you just can't even like have enough time to like emotionally <laughs> take it all in like uh you're super happy about it and you're like this is cool i'm happy about this I'm super happy about this, but it's not like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like kind of humble in that approach, like I'll be super happy about it inside, but I won't like tell all when people ask me like, yeah, it's okay, it's cool, it's whatever, you know. But um, yeah, yeah but like, it, it just makes you feel good inside, so I like, I'm constantly chasing that dragon of trying to like, get popular again, because it's always a great feeling. So you work harder, and you try to like, put out as much as you can and stuff, so it is, it's a great feeling to have your stuff be popular because you know that you're like uh, you're because you know sometimes people will see it and they'll be like wow this really made my day and that's what you get off on you're like oh wow i made somebody's day and also i'm feeling pretty good and like you know so that's how it is i don't know it's really strange but it's happened a few times to me it just seems to happen a lot yeah. and you kind of do get accustomed to it at a certain point and so you can try harder and harder to get bigger and bigger well i was having this conversation actually with with uh with someone else that I'd interviewed for the podcast like he's a musician and he'll just put out music for free and I mean there's not really like any sort of uh, how do you say kind of like a promise along the line that he'll get like money back for it or whatever but I was telling him that they call it the gift economy mm -hmm. where you kind of you make your stuff readily available and then hopefully along the road that there's going to be people actually bringing stuff back to you and I was just, and I was interested to see how that how that works. If if that's something that you're able to get out of the artwork that you make, because at the same time online people are so reticent and forget to give credit to people for the artwork that they're given. Yeah, the money definitely isn't like it. It's more the sort of yeah. I mean, if I didn't have to like have money, this would be great just to like people say good things about me. But um. Uh, as far as, like, credit and stuff, yeah, people keep, you know, stealing your stuff, and you want credit for it, it really, it does, that really does hurt, yeah. like, emotionally when people, like, take stuff and they don't give credit for it, because you're like, oh, all these people really like this, but they don't, they don't know who did it, and so they don't know who to, like, direct their happiness to, and I wish it could be me, because I want to soak in that happiness, but, um, yeah, 
Yeah, and so, like, that, you know, it, it sucks for a lot of reasons. Like, you can't get money <laughs> if you don't have credit. It's because I do make commissions and I have, like, a red bubble and stuff like that. So, like, if they know who I am, maybe they throw a few dollars my way, but they can't do that if they don't know who credit, who to credit and stuff. So... But, but I think it's, it's really weird how people feel they can get away with just not crediting stuff and just throwing it up. I can almost understand it in that I was also once an ignorant person on the internet who just liked art and stuff. Because I feel like I've done- I, I used to do that. I used to do that, like, when I was younger, and I just didn't know better. So that's sometimes the, uh, that is sometimes the case, and sometimes it's just, you know, idiots who are, uh, willfully ignorant and just don't want to give credit because they want to get the pop popularity. That happens. Where people are like, I'm gonna post this, and people are gonna, like, like it a lot, and I'm gonna get- I'm gonna feed off the happiness of them, myself, and it's like, no, that's supposed to be my happiness you're yeah. feeding off of. And, um, that's what happens. It is garbage. But sometimes it is just, like, just ignorance. So that's why you just need to, like, keep telling people, oh, you shouldn't do that. And if they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know, I'm five, that's fine. But if they're like, yeah, get off the internet, nerd, and that's when it's no good. <laughs> and you gotta, like, push a little far. I don't know. That's wild. <laughs> It's whatever. By five, so I mean like, like thirteen. But whatever. Yeah, it's 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 like they're they're kind of like interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like just just judging from comment boards. Yeah, if you're under the age of thirteen, you are five. <laughs> I want to jump back to the to the Big E thing. I still find it kind of crazy just coming from like the 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 early live journal era of social networking and seeing that people can. It's so instantaneous that you can have contact with these people that are incredibly popular. Mm -hmm. I, I was I was just wondering if you could ex expose on that. A well, little bit. like I see what you're saying. Like this couldn't before the days of Twitter and like stuff like that. Like this wasn't that wasn't very like possible. Like I was on DeviantArt for a long time. I had like a few things that were kind of popular, but nothing like at all like it is. And um. Uh, the fact that you can just, like, tweet at a person and be like, Hey, I drew you, bud! And they can, like, tweet back and be like, Yeah, I saw that you drew me, bud! And then, that is so crazy, yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know, it's so crazy that you can, like, have some sort of, like, a minor relationship with someone that you once thought was, like, sort of an idol or something like that. You know, like, someone famous. And especially with wrestling, because, like, they're, like, yeah. they're not supposed to be real people. Like, they're, like, characters and stuff like that. So it's, like, weird to be, like, these are, like, cartoon characters that I can actually talk to. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. Yeah, so that's crazy. But, um... Uh, it's... I don't know. It, I've gotten kind of used to it. Like, because they're just people. And I've gotten sort of over, like, feeling any sort of famous person. Like, uh... More so... I mean, like, I'll be super happy if, like, my favorite, what's he call anybody, like, shows that they know who I am sort of thing. That's super, feels great. But, like, because I myself have sort of gotten so-and-so yeah. uh, -so well-known that, like, I, I no longer have, like, a super reaction, like, uh, like, when I first got, ever got tweeted by Biggie, it was a big ordeal. I was like, I'm gonna go to school and terror tell everybody about this, you know? And now it's like, oh, sh uh, Seamus yeah. liked my tweet. Um, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> that's, 
what a bro, you know, like, and, like, uh, people that I super, like, admire in the comic, uh, community, like, will follow me and tweet at me, like, oh, I really like your art, like, inside my heart is, like, oh, that's super great, I love that, but if it were a few months ago, or, like, a year ago, it would have been a much bigger ordeal sort of thing, I've just sort of gotten, not that I've gotten, like, used to it or anything, like, that sounds, like, so, like, pompous, like, I've just gotten used to, you know, famous people, like, liking me and stuff, but, like, it just, I've just sort of, but, like... But, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, it's different because it's, because it's online as well, that mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's instantaneous, so it's kind of, like, it's the double-edged sword, I guess, of it, but, um, but, but what, what other people, um, I'm being nosy here, but yeah. kind of in comics, like, who, who would have been your, your inspirations, or people that you really admired that have kind of stepped forward and just been like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Oh boy, um, well, I don't want a super name drop, but like, I guess I will. Um, uh, <laughs> it's alright, um, I think it's fine. You're safe um, here. There's like Casey Green, who I've really always liked, his uh, gun show comics and stuff, like, I've always liked them, I love them, and he recently, you know, followed yeah. me and like, will chat with me and stuff, and that just feels super good, and like, um, I can't think of any, and I don't want to do anybody too big or anything, not even that there are too many that are too big or something like that, but yeah, I think Casey Green's a pretty good example of somebody like that who would do that. And then there's people that I don't actually super know, but I know they're super good, and so I'm like, oh my god, thank you, you're so more talented than I am. But um, I don't know, I can't think of any off the top of my head, to be completely honest, I just that's the first thing that popped in my head. Okay, um, let, let's, let's jump to Tagged. So tagged is this um it's like a serialized comic that you're putting up through Tumblr at the moment. Um I I was I was wondering if you'd be able to explain the plot. Um okay, the plot is thus far. It starts Okay, this is hard. I've never actually had to do this. Um Oh no no, no. You, you you don't need to do like a whole synopsis cuz uh we we don't need to put up like yeah, spoiler yeah, yeah. alerts but like uh what yeah yeah what's what's the plot <laughs> right it's not even gotten into like the nitty gritty of it all which is my fault i'm not fast enough but like uh it will be about <laughs> no i don't know cuz like it's kind of spoilery cuz like the nitty gritty like plot synopsis isn't happening yet it's like about to happen so it's really yeah. weird but like yeah. um as it starts out, so, wait, I got it, I got it. So, there's one sort of, like, hardcore-style wrestler who can't get any work, and he's mad. And there's another um, luchador-type wrestler who is trying to get a championship in her company, and she's, she's you know, whatever. And they will form a tag team and try to win the tag team championships. That's what's going to happen, and that's the plot. Hence tagged. Hence tagged, which is like a really boring title, but it was all I had at the time, and I was like, I guess I go over this. But it's got the exclamation point, so it, yeah, you're, yeah, you you're, you're good like, at tagged. anything with an exclamation know. point. I was like, yeah, that so, makes it cooler. So how how did uh, how did the idea come about? Well, I super love Street Fighter. Like I love video games like that, and I that's why I like wrestling a lot. Cause I was like this is like Street Fighter in real life, dude. All these characters could just be Street Fighter characters, and yeah. so I was like, yeah. man, there's a lot of room in like the world for more wrestling based 
fiction because it's so easy to do because they're already characters. Everyone would love to watch like a show about this sort of thing. So I don't know. I was just like brainstorming with a buddy about characters like that, and I came up with uh, uh, Mac and uh, El El Falcon. Well, first it was gonna be El Falcon, like a guy, but then I changed it to a girl. So La Falcon and uh, Mac. I came yeah. with them. I came up with other wrestlers. So I because I like character designing, so I like came up. Well, if I can make wrestlers. Who are they gonna be? You know, sort of thing. So I made a lot of wrestlers, and I just sort of over the course of that year, I while watching wrestling, I just sort of um, came up with a story that I hope to <laughs> completely do. So like the world that it's set, and I guess it's like a it's like a mid level indie. It's not like anything that's like incredibly huge. Is it based in any way on? You know, kind of just, like, being in Kentucky? Um, well, it, it's really ambiguous on purpose, because, like, I don't want to, you know... I was like, it wouldn't work if it was super famous, and it wouldn't work if it was too, like, uh, not famous at all. So I'm gonna yeah. uh, make it sort of, you know, mid-indies sort of thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, based in the Midwest somewhere, but all the wrestlers are from different places in the country, and the world set in... It's not... I mean, it needed it to be, like, very ambiguous on purpose because, like, I don't want to... I just wanted it to be very ambiguous so I don't... So nobody can, like, point fingers and be like, hey, this isn't how it's actually done. You know, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's not. It's fiction. <laughs> and, um... But at the same time, I, th- I think it's kind, of, it's kind of like an Anytown USA sort of feel. Yeah, I, it's supposed to be somewhere I feel somewhere bad. In, like, I keep on interrupting. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, it's supposed to be somewhere in, like, the Midwest because, like, that's about as plain Jane as you can get. Um... Mm. I sort of wanted to be ambiguous about, like, what is, you know, fake, what's real sort of thing, but it's all supposed to be sort of real. Like, when you watch WWE and it's like, oh, uh, Daniel Bryan needs to go back to his wife, Brie Bella, you know, that sort of thing. Like, that's, like, really on the, like, on the line of, like, real and fake sort of thing. It's, you know, that sort of thing is, like, really on, on the edge. So, like, I guess it's like that, like... These people are wrestlers, and they might, like, have crazy, like, personalities and stuff, but we also know they also have, like, they also have, like, real lives, too, but their real lives are also crazy. Um, like, Damien Sandow, that's a good example, because, like, we know he's a wrestler, and he wrestles and stuff, but he also probably lives in a mansion or something, and he has, like, a weird family line Mm -hmm. or some crazy stuff like that. So, like, we know he's a wrestler, but he's also got, like, a crazy life outside of that, too. It's really difficult, but I I don't think I have to explain it all too much because it's super ambiguous on purpose, and I think it'll explain itself sort of thing. So, is, is it going to be... Is it going to be, like, a chapter-run thing, or...? It's, like... I think there's going to be, like, chapters and stuff. Like, there's going to be parts, like, part one, part two sort of thing. But there's, like... Right now, I'm definitely planning on doing one chunk of the story and then being like, I'm going to take a hiatus and see if I even want to continue this. And if I do, I'll get back to it and I'll start another sort of story in the same sort of universe. Or I will just drop it cold turkey and leave it as is and probably do something else comic-wise. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, that that would suck if, if, you, if you totally left it behind, though, at the same time. I'm going to, like, tie it up in a pretty little bow sort of thing, but, like, also... Um, but if it, there's any sort of demand to keep it going, then I'll probably keep it going. But also, if, uh, not, I can just jump on to doing another comic that also will make people happy, sort of thing. Do you have anything kind of in the pipeline for another 
type storyline. I mean, I mean, you don't need to give too many details, but you can, you can even just say what type of world it's involved in. Like with this, this was just sort of me like being kind of uh, ambitious and like purposely like I'm gonna try things like that I'm not too used to doing, and if it comes out badly, that's you know all right sort of thing. But what I would like to do, if I could like think of anything, I'd like to do something more kid oriented, something very simple, very like. I like Moomin and Tintin sort of thing, so like maybe something like that. Kind of, kind of this very European type of style. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I love those kinds of comics, especially ones that are like targeted towards children because I love like children cartoons too and stuff. So like I'd like to do something very simple, mm -hmm. but right now I can't. I don't have like any more room for projects and stuff because I do have tagged. So I'm gonna go with the chunk of tagged and see how that goes. This, this is like the crazy thing. I always feel really weird saying it, but like you're you're still in in high school and you've already achieved you know that this level of i mean you're already working on so much interesting stuff are you going to stay in kentucky like after high school or are you doing college or like what what's what's the next thing for you i just finished my first year of college so i'm still oh, okay, okay okay um and i go to college only about three hours away from where i live it's still in kentucky sort of thing so like it's all right um, wow. I'm planning, wow. I plan on, like, doing comic stuff, and hopefully getting popular enough to where I can do something with it. I, my parents understand, like, that, my parents have a good understanding of, like, you need to network, and, you know, get through people through Twitter and stuff in order to get bigger and stuff like that, so they're actually very fine with it, but I, you know, getting that degree, because, mm -hmm. hey, hello. Oh uh, yeah, so I'm doing college. I'm doing college, but only some. I'm just going through college. Uh, just doing like, I'm just majoring in, like graphic design, nothing like big. Just going through it so I have the degree when I need it. But I would rather work in comics and stuff. You said something really interesting just about kind of like uh about tagged kind of. Um, it, it reminds you a little bit of uh, the Midwest and just kind of like these whatever type of towns J just for someone that's not from the Midwest like me me I'm Scottish so I always wonder what exactly people mean about it what it, what is it about the Midwest, Midwest? The Midwest yeah. like I think of it being somewhere in like Indiana or Ohio or Illinois which are very like middle of the line sort of states like you have New York which is very eastern and very like you know New York and Boston they're eastern they've got a certain sort of flair about them and then you have like California and Arizona and things like that they have a different kind of flair to them and I live in Kentucky which is still pretty south but I think it's still technically Midwest um and okay. so, like, Midwest is just sort of, like, there's no, I, I went, the way I feel about it, because, I like, I'm not from super the Midwest either. I'm, like, Southern, and Southern is just, you know, what it is. And, uh, but uh, Midwest is just very middle of the line. Like, it's a very weird blend of m m mediocreness that, like, you can, I could do a lot more. I don't have to, like, take a stand. <laughs> In, down the line, middle of the road sort of people. Well, as a sort of place, they're a different kind of people because they're from a different places. Like, they're all from, like, a different hometown or something, so they have their own stuff, but the, uh, uh the, um, promotion itself doesn't have, like, any sort of different thing. Is, is Kentucky like that? Do you find Kentucky frustrating, or what's, what's it like to live in? Kentucky is fine. I like Kentucky. It's, uh, yeah, it's... 
It's got different parts of it. Like, there's, like, Louisville, or Louisville, whatever people want to call it, is a sort of a city-like place, and I wouldn't think of that being very uh, southern. It doesn't seem very southern, even though we got a lot of horses and stuff. Like, we're, you know, the Kentucky Derby is what we got. Oh, of course. Of course. I live in Berea, which is very a small, like, city, and it's uh, very artsy. It's a lot of crafts. It's, like, known for crafts and stuff. And I go to school in Bowling Green, which is very, uh, it's kind of city-ish, too, but it's also very southern. It's... It's, it, you can go a lot of different places and get a lot of different things. It's just very southern, like, rednecks and stuff. It's okay, though. I like it. It's home. It is. Yeah, it's, it's But I home. like traveling, too, a little bit. I'm, like, going to New York in a few days, or, like, in a week or two or something, so. Because I got family up there, Sweet. so. Is, is, there, is there a more complicated, like, endgame, like, is there anything you want to do outside of comics? Uh, anything I want to do outside of comics with myself, or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, um, I, I know you're saying you're doing graphic design at the moment, but is there, you know, like, kind of, like, another type of plan, or, or, are you, are you just kind of, like, freewheeling it? You're just, like, keep on doing stuff? I don't know. Keep on doing stuff. <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna keep on doing comics and stuff, but I have different talents. Like I said, I was super into drama, so I can act and stuff. I'm not planning on to or nothing, but if that ever yeah. came about, I could do it, you know. I, um, I'm alright. And like I said, I like film, so I could always do something with film if I ever needed to. So that's always if anyone needs someone to know crazy trivia about film, maybe I could be there for you, brother. But uh, otherwise, I don't know. I just comics and stuff is doing well, so I guess that's where I'm gonna keep. I also like wrestling to the point that I would not mind working in the creative process of it if I ever had the chance, but I'm not, like, looking forward to that. I'm not, like, pushing for that or nothing, but if that would ever happen, that's something I'm super interested in. That's super interesting. So if people want to go check out your stuff, if people want to go commission things by you, if people want to go retangled, where do they need to go? Um, okay, so my... My Tumblr, my art Tumblr is sailorswayze.tumblr.com. My Twitter is sailorswayze.twitter.com. And tagged is at tagged comic with no spaces or anything. .tumblr.com. And also you can buy stuff from my uh, Redbubble at, uh, I think it's sailorswayze.redbubble.com. I think. Just Redbubble and search for Sailor Swayze, I guess. And then there's also. You can, if you want to contact me or commission me or do whatever you'd like, just, you know, talk to me, you can talk to me at meglevel94 at gmail.com. So that's it. I stayed in bed and watched all the cutscenes from Metal Gear Solid 4, and I had no idea what was going on. Understandable. I still don't. I'm like, I've... I should know... Oh, you play it and you still don't know. <laughs> no, you, you, like, you play it and you're like, I'm not completely sure. <laughs> I can tell you, like, the characters and, like, a brief synopsis of all of them, and I can give you, like, a brief synopsis of the games, but really, when you go in the nitty-gritty bit, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, like, a huge fan, but I don't know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, I, I have to say this, um, you did a photo, uh, not a photo, you did a, a picture of Bill Nakano. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She's just the best. Yeah, no, I love her. So, yeah, tagged online, uh, Sailor Swayze on Twitter, and yeah, um, Megan Lovell, 
thank you very much. Uh, no problem. No worries. Oh, uh, and, and, and quickly, do you ever think CM Punk will come back? Oh, dude, I don't know. You pro I don't know. I can only assume stuff, and it's, you can't. I don't know. You can only assume stuff, and you know what they say about assuming. Make an ass out of me and you, as my dad used to tell me when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know. It's not my way to know. I don't know. I don't like people to ask me that sort of thing because I get all nervous. I'm like, I don't know, dude. So. <laughs> just like, I get all like defensive. Right. I'm like, I don't know. No, you're, you're adamant about it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Man, I, I don't know either. I think we're, I think we're fine with that. Yeah, it's all right. It'll be okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for taking time out yet again. No problem. Again, thanks to Megan for, you know, just answering emails and sending me over files and just being super, super rad. Please follow her on Twitter, um, at Sailor Swayze, and, like, search for Tagged Comic. It's so much fun to read. It's just beginning to kick off at the moment. It's I think it's in its second chapter. And it's, yeah, she's, she's just a fun, fun dude. I re yeah, I definitely mess with her. So thank you so much, Megan. I kind of moved into the digital realm with my car this week, but that also meant that I had to get rid of some things. I bought my car in 2012, the week before I moved down from Glasgow to start work at Pinewood Studios. I needed a car and I needed one fast. After scouring about for a couple of weeks, my dad and I went to a dealership in Glasgow and bought a secondhand Ford K. Fun fact, I have to call that because everyone in England calls it a Ford K. It's a Ford car. I was happy with something small, something easy that would not cost too much insurance, petrol, yada yada yada. But I was happy for some reason about the fact that I had a cassette player connected to my radio. I had a cassette radio. I was growing up, driving away from my home city for a brand new scary shiny career, but I was deep rooted in my youth. Cassettes! I mean, I loved making mixtapes. My buddy Carl, who, if you remember, was in the sub-episode, the Guns of Parlophone episode, about a month or so back. Uh, him and I would make uh, mixtapes for the many, many festivals that we went to with his busted old uh, boombox. It became a great ritual. Uh, we'd have to listen to them, <laughs> basically, once we got the 10 up. And now I could drive about with those cassettes. Also, the mixtapes I made for myself, the days I recorded Missy and Jay-Z albums, from the CD onto a blank cassette, the random singles are found in charity shops. Having a cassette radio in somewhere where I spent pretty much most of the waking hours of my life introduced me to a new generation of explorers and weirdos pressing music to this dead medium. I want to take a moment out to shout out the guys at Struggle Town Records, uh, Death Ball Mark Records, artists like Dolphins Into the Future, Euglacine, Clipping, because they made my times driving sort of exciting. I was exploring the soundscapes these analog weirdos were crafting, and that was exciting. I also was able to take a lot of my dad's cassettes, anything to do with Steely Dan, and oh boy, 
did I listen to a lot of Steely Dan. So this week just gone, I had that cassette radio ripped out. It hadn't been working for a long, long time. It was a mercy killer. You've probably heard me moan about this before on Late Pass about my car, but it was time to get it fixed. And now I have a, a spiffy, if cheap, a radio slash mp3 thingamajig in my car. It's great. It's convenient. It's totally unclunky, it's uncluttered, and soon my car won't be swimming in 12-year-old mixtapes and Halloween albums and that one terrible chill wave tape I bought from Rough Trade. And at the same time, I'm a little melancholy about leaving that analog generation behind. It's kind of like a bittersweet little recognition. Yeah, I guess I gotta grow up. So thank you, Cassette Radio. You did a mighty fine job keeping me sane while helping me look insane to everyone else on the road. Rather than a moment of silence, I'm going to close this episode with a song I played relentlessly on good old cassette radio. The Night Fly by Donald Fagan. Yeah, I told you I told you I like Steely Dan. So before I go, the five W's. Who? Daniel. When? Every week. Where? On Late Pass. Why? Because everyone's a little late sometimes. And what? Exactly. I salute you, cassette radio.